When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. The podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Family Broadcasting Corporation. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is! Good! It's good! It's good! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer, this one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever! And away we go with episode 174. Oh, the Slim Sally episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's the pronunciation of that last Slim Sally. Slim Sally. Tell me more about this character. Slim Sally was a pitcher in the National League in the 1900s and teens. Best known for his tenure with the Cincinnati Reds pitching against the Chicago White Sox in the 1917 and 1919 World Series. Of course, that 1919 World Series was when the Black Sox scandal erupted. And so Slim Sally also holds the record for fewest strikeouts by a 20-game winner in a season. Hmm. In, I believe it was 1919, he won 21 games that year. He threw 223 innings. He struck out 24 batters the whole year. 
let's say you get a time machine, a DeLorean, okay. and you uh, get the flux capacitor working up to proper speed. What game, what era would you like to go back to to sit through one game? Ooh. Take it in. See what it's like. Mm, 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 mm. I, uh, boy, that's an interesting question. I would say maybe the maybe the early part of the 1960s when you had guys like Aaron and Banks and Mays and that kind of player in their prime. Okay. Clemente. Yeah, that that would have been a cool era to watch. Would you go to Wrigley? Is there another park you'd like oh, to go Wrigley, to? Wrigley, Wrigley would be fine. Yank, the old Yankee Stadium would okay. be cool. All right, let's get things underway. Chicago Bears, you stink. Not good. The very disappointing season now trickling towards an end. The Bears now seven and seven on the year after a twenty-one thirteen loss at Lambeau yesterday. We warned you don't get too hyped up about the Bears with these wins over the Lions and teams like that because the end of their schedule with the the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Vikings was ominous and it reared its ugly head yesterday. Trubisky with two interceptions could have had six. Um and they did not look good and lost to the Packers 21-13 yesterday. So Green Bay clinches a playoff spot and helps eliminate the Bears from playoff contention. Do I see here that the Lions got embarrassed? Is that what your headline was? Yes, the Lions <laughs> embarrassed. They lose to Jameis Winston and Tampa Bay by a count of 38-17. Detroit's just having a bad, bad year. They're a bad, bad football team. How bad? Bad. <laughs> Uh, at the movies yesterday, we're watching uh, a commercial before the movie plays. And it's the, uh, you've seen this one, it's the backyard football game with uh, the bus on your team. Yes, yeah. Um, it's a Geico commercial, I believe. Yeah. Why is his name escaping me? Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis. Yeah. My son, 12 years old, leans over to me and says, Dad, was he any good? <laughs> yes. Yes, I, he was. We are in quite a season of that kind of stuff happening with our family you know we caught the tail end of mrs doubtfire last night on tv's like was that a good movie you know seeing jerome bettis you know and he doesn't get that joke at all right you know and it's like did he play i was like yeah i said he played at notre dame and he kind of lit up he said really i said oh yeah well they're not trying to reach him the insurance providers are not trying to reach yeah. caleb yet he mm -hmm. is not the demographic mm -hmm. but yes jerome bettis good I'd like to talk to him sometime Let's put him on the bucket list for 2020. I bowled against him once. How'd you do? Uh, I lost. Yeah. He's, a, he's a very good bowler. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I bring that up because I see there's a Pittsburgh here in this line. Well, they lost to Buffalo 17-10 last night, so the Bills clinch a playoff berth. It's been a while since Buffalo has been a playoff team, and so they've made the postseason as a wild card. The Patriots wind up clinching the division yesterday with their win over the Bengals. The Patriots, by the way, since 2001 have been in 17 NFL playoffs. Uh, Green Bay is next closest, I believe, at 13. Uh, isn't it interesting, like, if you were to look at a map of the U.S. of A, how the teams are so separated where they're at as far as going into playoffs, Patriots, Seahawks, 49ers. Oh, yeah. Well, the National Football League. Mm -hmm. And first of all, you have four divisions that are geographic, so they know what they're doing. They're going to try to create 
national interest in their product, and they've done a very good job of that. They have also have six playoff teams in each conference. Twelve of the 32 teams in the league make the playoffs. So it's it's not quite half, but a good portion, 40%, let's say, make the playoffs. That's, you know, that's going to keep ample interest in your product as you go into January. You and I did not get to talk to this in great detail this morning. Curious your thoughts on this Patriots video scandal. Well, again, it it is a franchise that has not earned the benefit of the doubt. They've earned the benefit of skepticism. And I uh, saw a little bit of the video yesterday. I guess Fox aired it. And it's clear they're shooting the sidelines. Now, the Bengal security comes in, or somebody comes in and says, come on, guys. And they said, well, we can delete this. We can delete this right away if, if you want us to. And it's like, why are you even shooting it? What are you doing? So... I mean, the Patriots are going to get fined. The question is, how much are they going to get fined? Mm-hmm. Did they need to do that to beat the Bengals? No, because the Bengals are a bad yeah, football I team. don't get this. Yeah. Are you that questioned? You know, you, I don't know if we can beat these Bengals. We're going to have to cheat Yeah. to uh, get the and, higher hand. And unfortunately, it does. It tarnishes... The yeah. franchise, it tarnishes their reputation, makes everybody kind of look at Belichick and Brady with this raised eyebrow. Not that, you know, the, the thing about the Patriots is they're they're a little bit like the Yankees. They're a little bit like Notre Dame in the fact you either love them or you hate them. Mm-hmm. There's no middle ground. There's nobody that looks at the Patriots and is like, I don't really have an opinion. Yeah, we got a new neighbor that has a Patriots flag. It's kind of like, yeah, okay, good for you. Yeah, let but me set know. that on fire. <laughs> Tonight, Monday Merry Night Christmas. Football. <laughs> Colts and the Saints on Monday Night Football. Colts have to have a win if they're going to stay in the playoff picture, but going down to beat New Orleans in their home field, I don't see that happening for this Colts team. Mm. I just, It's, it's going to be a long postseason in this area with the Bears, Lions, and Colts all sitting on the sidelines. Before we talk about some college basketball, your thoughts on uh, Friday night, your broadcast. How how was it? Well, high school basketball, we had a great game Friday night with Marion and Adams. Marion's a very young team. Uh, they've got a senior leader in Jerry Bracey. But, man, they're going to go back and they're going to look at that video and an eight-point lead with about three minutes left in the game, and they frittered it away. You saw the experience. Even though Adams has a young team, they only have two seniors. All these Adams juniors played varsity last year as sophomores, and I think that experience really came through. And so they wind up coming from behind. Adams is one of three boys' teams in northern Indiana that's still unbeaten. We're only, what, three weeks into the season? And we only have three unbeaten teams left, Adams, Jimtown, and Goshen. And I think that's a huge surprise for a lot of people. Uh, Jimtown 4-0, I'll see them tomorrow night. They play Northwood, and I'm scouting Northwood for our game of the week coming up. So I'm curious to see what Matt Schaus's team has. Uh, they made progress under Matt last year, uh, obviously learned some things. They're having a good season. And then Goshen is the real surprise just because of the quality of their schedule so far. They won at Northside Gym against Elkhart Central, and then Saturday night, they beat a St. Joe team that was ranked number 8 in Class 3A. 
Drew Hogan scored 28 points in that game for Goshen. Red Hawks come over to South Bend and play Clay on Tuesday night. So it's going to be really curious. Adams plays Riley Tuesday night. We've got these three undefeated teams. Can they even make it to Friday night still being undefeated? You said something earlier when you started your comments. Uh, they're going to go back and look at video. You can do that too, right? Oh, on, yeah. Uh, on YouTube. On YouTube, you can go back and watch our 46 game of the week. 46 sports page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Facebook as well. So if you missed it on Friday night, still haven't seen it, now's your chance. There we go. And so you do that live. We do it live on Facebook at 745. Live on Facebook and YouTube at 745. The YouTube version is HD. Okay. And then, of course, we air it Friday night at 11, Saturday morning at 9. This will be our last game of 2019 coming up with Northwood and Plymouth. Northwood off to a pretty good start. Uh, Aaron Wolf's team, I believe, is 6-1 and one already. And they take on Jimtown Tuesday night, and then they'll play Plymouth. Plymouth having a rough go of it. They haven't had a season this bad in Plymouth in a while. They blew a 12-point lead against Gary Roosevelt in the second half on Friday night, and they're 2-4 and four coming in. Let's talk Big Ten, Chuck Freeby. Well, the Big Ten continues to be the place where home is where the victories are and nobody can win on the road. <laughs> Purdue was so bad yesterday against Nebraska, and they lost 70-56. to They were so bad that Matt Painter, the Purdue coach, said after the game, had we come back to win this game, that would have been a real shame. That's That's what he thought of his team's effort yesterday. Now, granted... They lost Matt Harms for a while in the game due to concussion protocol. He's cleared to play against Ohio University tomorrow night on 103.1 FM at 9 p.m. That should not cause this Purdue team to shoot the ball as woefully as they did yesterday. Now, Nebraska had given IU a, a pretty good game on Friday night at Assembly Hall, took the Hoosiers to overtime before Indiana finally won that one. But here's the wild thing, too, Corey. Um, if Northwestern can upset Michigan State on Wednesday night, and I think that game's in Evanston, so if this road curse continues in the Big Ten and mm-hmm. Northwestern wins, every team in the Big Ten will be 1-1 one and one in conference after <laughs> that game. Uh, Minnesota upsets number 3 Ohio State. Yeah, that was a shocker too, but again, the home court of Williams Arena really coming through, so we'll have to see how the... The polls get shuffled again this week. Remember, number one Louisville lost last week, too, to Texas Tech. Have the feeling that Kansas could move up to the number one spot in the land, but that number one spot has been a precarious perch this year. Uneasy is the head that wears the crown. The Sports Yak Podcast is powered by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. Also by Pyramid Equipment. Be prepared this winter season by checking the condition of your snow removal equipment. Pyramid Equipment is a locally owned business in Rolling Prairie, Indiana that sells, services, and installs residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid Equipment is your trusted dealer of Meyer and Snow Dog products. Old man winter's ready. Are you? Service discount for military, fire, and police available. Call 800-833-2591 or find them on the web at PyramidEquipmentInc.com. Follow the Sports Yak on social media. Sports Yak with two Ks on Twitter and Instagram. Happy holiday. 
Aaron Holiday. Well, before we get to Aaron Holiday and the Pacers, I wanted to congratulate Mike Bray and his squad on their win over UCLA Saturday. Notre Dame buried, I believe, 13 three-pointers in that game. They had hit 20 on Tuesday night against Detroit Mercy. The Irish shooting the ball much better. Now, <laughs> they've been playing at home. You just don't know what you're going to get with this team. That helps. Uh, but they look a lot more confident shooting the ball. Now, what's going to happen when they have to go on the road and beat somebody? We'll see. I take it that you did not watch the game Saturday. No. Yeah. The telecast was on ABC, and it was Dave Pashtoon play-by-play with Bill Walton and Digger Phelps on color. I did see the 30-second uh, the phone number uh, story. Yes. There was all kinds of hijinks and stuff like that. I found it a very tough watch. I was going to say, you're making a face like you were not uh, happy with this. Well, they just... It was... Sh- it was so much stick and so many bits and so many things that didn't really have to do from, with the game that I just thought it took away from watching the game. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to watch the game because I wanted to see how they were going to play. I mean, the two teams came in with the same record, 7-3. and three. How's Notre Dame going to handle UCLA? It's a storied rivalry, the 50th meeting, maybe the final one for a long time. How is this all going to shake down? And instead, I just got bits and shtick and all kinds of What do you think that things. was all about? You think? Did you think Fox is like, no one's going to watch this game? Let's. Well, it was ABC. It wasn't Fox. But yeah, I, sorry. Digger used to work for ESPN. And I think because it was the 50th Notre Dame UCLA game, and of course, Digger's whole legacy is built on beating UCLA. Mm-hmm. And Walton is a UCLA legend and has always said that the darkest day of his life was losing in South Bend to Notre Dame. You know, they were trying to play that up. But here's the thing. Any game that Bill Walton does color on, he goes off in so many tangents anyway. Mm -hmm. And then to throw Digger in the mix is just, they got what they were asking for. Maybe they were hoping for more of a reliving the old days. Well, and they got plenty. They did plenty of that. Yeah. They did plenty of that. But again, that had nothing to do with the guys that are on the floor right now. Okay. All right, into the NBA we go. So Aaron Holiday and the Happy Holidays, he scored 23, and the Pacers continue to play very well at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. They buried Charlotte yesterday by 22. They've got a couple of home dates coming up this week. And uh, Indiana right now looks like they're about fourth, I think, in the NBA Eastern Conference. The team that's running away with the Eastern Conference right now is the Milwaukee Bucks. And, Corey, I think you would appreciate this about the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Before they go out onto the floor, they reenact some great WWE moment in their huddle in the tunnel before they go out onto the floor for the game. Okay. So um, in their last game, and I don't know if this was last night or Saturday night, Giannis Antetokounmpo took a page from Santino. Do you mm-hmm. remember Santino? Yeah. In the WWE? And he did the Cobra. So, <laughs> you know, they go through the bit where the guys are exchanging punches and everything, and uh, Antetokounmpo put his guy on the floor, and then his tag team partner came in and roughed him up for a little bit. 
came and tagged Antetokounmpo, and Antetokounmpo took his right hand and put it into the form of the cobra <laughs> and then drove it in for the pin, one, two, three, and then they helped the guy up and they run onto the floor. Talk about uh, just having some fun, keeping it loose. They are. They're a loose bunch, and of course our buddy Pat Connaughton plays for the Bucks and has been playing uh, some minutes this year, And but they're 23-3. and three. They're they're having an unbelievable year in the NBA East, countered, of course, by the Lakers in the West, and, and LeBron and that crew had a big win over the Hawks last night. Boy, the Hawks are a dreadful team. There are some, there are some franchises in the NBA where it's just like, just stop. How, how does anybody, how do you go and watch a team that's that bad? And, <laughs> and honestly, the Bulls are one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you were talking about, getting your son-in-law bulls tickets well that should be about the easiest thing in the world to do yeah right because who wants to go watch them do you see i think seats what twenty-two thousand? i think for basketball mm-hmm. the other night they had fourteen thousand as the announced attendance and i can tell you the announced attendance is always higher than the actual attendance <laughs> so that should be about the easiest Christmas gift to get Luke Skywalker you want. How many seats are in the United Center in Chicago? United Center can seat up to 23,500. Yeah. There you go. So to have a crowd of 14,000, a lot of empty seats. My goodness. So you just, I mean, I, and I know Jerry Reinsdorf tells his management team, both for the White Sox and the Bulls, almost on a daily basis, I'm not getting any younger. You know, he would like... Uh, now, granted, he had that great run with Jordan, and he had a White Sox World Series title in 2005. Mm-hmm. But it's been about 15 years since Jerry Reinsdorf, one of his teams, has been able to celebrate a title or even be competitive. And I think it's wearing on him a little bit. Let's talk about girls basketball locally, Chuck Freebie. Well, we have three teams in the area ranked in the top 10. Penn is number 7 in Class 4A. The Kingsmen are undefeated, 11-0. They beat Merrillville, a pretty good team from up in the region, by 8 on Saturday night, and they did that on the road, as I recall. Nobody ranked currently in 3A. Northwood right on the cusp. Uh, Adam Yoder's squad has only one loss so far this season. And they will play at Bremen on Tuesday night. That's going to be a tough game for them. Bremen's Aaron Koffel is having a sterling season, and Bremen handed it to St. Joe last week by about 20. A lot of people down in Knox wonder why the 11-0 Lady Redskins are not ranked in the top 10. Uh, My answer to that would be their conference really hurts them because Knox is the only 3A team in the Hoosier North Athletic Conference. The rest of the teams there are 2A and 1A. Knox does have games coming up in January with teams like Chesterton and Merrillville, some 4A teams. So you win those, those will start to get you some recognition and things like that. 2A North Judson is ranked number 8. 2A, um, very competitive class this year. North Judson has a player named Lillian Frazier who got a lot of preseason pub, and I think that's one of the reasons the Blue Jays stay in the top 10. And then in 1A, Oregon Davis is ranked number 5. They were at number 2, lost to Knox last week in a Stark County rivalry game. 
But Terry Minix always puts a competitive product out on the field or out on the court, and this year no different. They've got a player by the name Mercedes Rhodes who averages somewhere around 28 points a game. They're a very entertaining team to watch because they get up and down the floor. Before I uh, jump into some Blackhawks questions, how did Notre Dame do over the weekend? Notre Dame women's basketball was off over the weekend. They they uh, are off to prepare for final exams, and they will not play again until Saturday when they have an exhibition with Guelph. Uh, hockey, I'm sorry. Notre Dame hockey split over the weekend. They lost to Penn State on Friday night. I believe the final score was 4-1. to one. And then Cale Morris threw a shutout on Saturday night with, I believe, 33 saves, 33 or 37 saves, and they beat Penn State by a count of 3 nothing. Unfortunately, the split doesn't help them all that much. They stay behind Penn State in the Big Ten standings. Okay. Blackhawks get a win over Minnesota, Chuck Freebie. Patrick Kane is still very, very good at hockey. He had a hat trick last night, and they beat Minnesota 5-3, but that is a franchise that just seems to be spinning out of control uh, Jonathan Taze, the captain, quarreling with the head coach, Jeremy Collinton. Uh, a lot of guys going in different directions. I think they're going to need to blow this thing up. And I mean, not necessarily all of the players, but certainly the management team. Uh, Stan Bowman and Stan's a Notre Dame grad, but certainly has not recovered from the glory years of the Blackhawks. And they have really not made some good moves as of late uh what's a hat trick three goals in the game three goals in the game mm-hmm. okay let's see here what else oh you got some baseball stuff in here for us madison bumgardner signs with the arizona diamondbacks what a rotation the diamondbacks have now with uh guys like uh, well they did they lost Granky to houston but still very solid rotation now bumgardner five years 85 million dollars Towards the tail end of his career, questions about his durability. That's why his contract uh, pales in comparison to a couple of those signed last week. And then Cleveland trades its ace, Corey Kluber, to Texas. Kluber, a winner of two Cy Young Awards in his career, goes down to pitch for the Rangers. We'll see if he can help them out. The Rangers sent outfielder Delano to Shields, but the key guy in the trade is 21-year-old Emmanuel Chase, who has a Huge arm and huge upside, and Cleveland hoping that he can be the kind of guy that they can build their future around. Do you ever just pause and think about the amount of money these guys get paid like you did last week with those contract updates? Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable right now what baseball players are being paid, especially compared to what they made when you and I were kids. But that's one of the reasons we talked about Marvin Miller going to the Hall of Fame last week. Yeah. That's one of the reasons Marvin Miller is going to the Hall of Fame. When you can take the average salary, which, I mean, back in the early 1970s before free agency, the average salary for a baseball player was about $20,000. All these guys had jobs in the offseason. Hmm. And now the average salary for a baseball player is somewhere around $4 million. And, of course, all these free agent signings that we've been talking about, these are Far better than average players. Didn't we do some math last week? Like a couple of these pitchers will get a million dollars a game. Yes. Uh, Garrett Cole and, uh, well, Cole signed the day after. Cole gets more than a million to start. And then who was the other guy? Oh, Strasburg, who signed last week, will get about a million to start. 
I was talking to my son about that, and uh, we were watching Christmas Vacation last night. I said, do you see little Russ right there? That dude is a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. And he goes, because of this movie? And I said, no, that's Leonard from Big Bang Theory, which I think they topped out like a mil five per episode. I believe you're right. And when you go into uh, reruns and syndication, you get just as big a check. Yeah. And so it's like he could he could be done. He could, oh, you know. Yeah. He's going to be, there'll be no telethons for Leonard. No, no, no. Anytime soon. We've uh, gone through the sports playlist, Chuck Freeby. We have. Tell me about the pop culture weekend. Jumanji Next Level's number one with 60 plus million. No big surprise there. Frozen 2, number two. Knives Out, number three. Here comes Star Wars on Thursday night. Yes! Do you feel a buzz? Do you feel electricity already about this? Well, that last one was a little rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be happy about it, but it was tough stuff. So here comes J.J. Abrams, whom I love, to correct the ship, but not only bring a close to this trilogy, but all nine movies. That's what they're saying. Like, this comes to a big... This is it. This is it. Now, there's still going to be Star Wars movies, but they're going to do away with the trilogy idea and just go with making stories. Okay. Okay. Mandalorian, we get a Wednesday episode this week. Because of the movie coming out because on the movie, Thursday. We get an exclusive sneak peek at something on Wednesday during the show. And then the final episode, uh, final of that season is next Friday the 27th. That's a good show. I like watching that one. Okay. Very good. And uh, that's about it. All right. Well, we hope we've informed and entertained and giving you history lessons about Slim Sally. <laughs> Sally. Or Sally. Did you ever see uh, Eight Men Out? Yes. Any good? It's all right. Yeah. It's not It's not going to be up there with the great baseball movies of our time, but it's okay. But it gives you a snapshot of what happened back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, boy. Let's play around to who was in that. John Cusack. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the Sheen boys. Was he in that? Maybe. Let's let's see. This is what Google was made for, kids. Yeah. You know, not to look up anything that'll help you, but just useless information. <laughs> so let's see here. Eight Men Outcast. And uh, that film was made back in 1988, by the way. Got John Sayles, John Cusack, David Stratham, D.B. Sweeney, Charlie Sheen. Oh, D.B. Sweeney. That's yeah. the name I was thinking of. Clifton James, John Mahoney, who played on Frasier. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Now, Chuck, you're on this Twitter, right? Yeah, you can find me at 46 Sports. Okay. You can always email the show if you'd like. Question or comment, the sports yak with two Ks at gmail.com. Have we had much email lately? We've got not a single one. Hmm. What's wrong, people? I don't know. Are we boring you? I think that you're covering it so well, there's no need to question anything. Well, I would like some questions. We would like to go into a mailbag episode, perhaps. Wednesday, we'll have maybe a guest. Yes. I don't want to say who it is. Because then it might not happen. Right. So, (laughs) good luck to us. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga looga, Slim Sally. You've been listening to Sports Yak with Chuck Freeby and Corey Mann as himself. Produced by Corey Mann. Production elements and voiceovers by audiblegenesis.com. Engineered by Phil Susan.
Executive producer is Danae Hughes in partnership with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Interested in your own podcast? Contact Danae at Danae at StudioDNA.media. Sports Yak Archives available on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. Everybody get out of here! There's a lobster loose! Oh, holy cow, he's loose! Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big- 